Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, simplicity. Our text is John, the sixth chapter, the 28th through the 29th verses. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works that God requires? And Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. You know, I was thinking about upgrading my phone the other day, and boy, did that thought scare me. Which phone should I buy? Uh, What's necessary? What can I not have? What do I not need? How can I get the data transferred? What data will be lost? Figuring out the financing alone can take an entire moment. Now that I think about it, I've stayed on the phone for hours just talking with tech support about syncing all my mobile devices. I read somewhere that buying a cell phone is the third most complicated transaction in a person's life, right? After purchasing a car... Oh, my goodness. Technology is supposed to simplify our lives. How many passwords do I need in order to survive these days? In fact, the purchase of a cell phone is just one more sign of how complex technology can become. And we race around upgrading our phones because they tell us to. Part of that is our desire for the best, the most up-to-date stuff. Well, does life have to be this hard? What Jesus requires of us is simple. Then they asked Jesus, John 6, chapter 28 to 29 verses, what must we do to do the works that God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe, believe in the one he sent. Now, I'm not implying here that religion is easy because there is a complexity to it. We know there is the mystery of God, his offer of salvation, which has been hidden and destined for our glory before time began. I'm aware that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But in the midst of that mystery, in the midst of the justification and the sanctification and the regeneration and the inerrancy of Scripture and the atonement, all those complex ideas and theories and doctrines, I would argue with the Apostle Paul that we must be careful that minds are not led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. I'm going to say that again. We have to be careful that minds are not led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. Sometimes it helps to get to the basics. This text is really a a, a good one to do that. Jesus is preaching along the Sea of Galilee. A large crowd is following. This is a, a momentous time at the very beginning of his ministry. The crowds are growing, blown away by what they've witnessed. Jesus has walked on water, and he's healed many who were sick. And one of the most spectacular events occurred when he and the disciples fed 5,000 with five barley loaves and two fish. Now, when the people saw this, they began to say, this is the prophet who has come into the world. They thought, well, he was what they were waiting for. 
he would physically free them from the Roman Empire because I just saw him feed all these people. He is the prophet that Moses has promised. And Jesus saw right through the people. He told them, you're looking for me, not because you saw the signs that I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life. You see, those people were just as lost as we are. They followed Jesus because he fed them. They were looking for physical and temporal benefits, not trying to satisfy their real spiritual hunger. Many people use religion for the same purposes today. They go to church for prestige, or or they're looking for a job, or maybe they're impressed with the bells and whistles in the worship service, or the church is one of those big mega churches. I went down south recently and and got to see the, uh, I don't know what to call it, other than a campus of of one of the, the big evangelists out of Atlanta. And I won't call his name because he's very popular, but I could not believe how huge this whole campus was for this one church. And, and it has thousands and thousands of members. And it's easy to get all caught up in that. But Jesus reminds the people and he reminds us the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Now, what does it mean to believe? Well, I might believe that Dunkin' Donuts is better than Starbucks. Who knows? We all have our own opinions. You may or may not agree with me. But God demands more from us. Believing is not just agreeing that Jesus is real. We all can do that. You will find people of all faiths who believe that Jesus existed, that he was a great prophet, and that he taught an ethical way of life. The demons believe that. Do you believe Jesus is God? that he died on the cross for your sins, that he sent the Holy Spirit to teach us and guide us and comfort us. You see, believing in Jesus is believing who the Bible says he is, and it means just as importantly, even more importantly, that you trust Jesus with your whole heart, your mind, your spirit, your everything. You completely submit to the Lordship of Christ in your life. Now, that can sound pretty complicated, but really it's simple. It means that you are willing to turn over everything about your life to Jesus, your finances, your relationships, your plans, your recreation, your sleeping, your your waking up. Everything is turned over to Christ. The complication comes when we decide to pick and choose what we're going to turn over. I'm so glad you're with us today. Here's a special invitation. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is marking 130 years of worshiping God and serving his people. And we want you to help us celebrate Thursday, September 29th at Mosley's on the Charles in Dedham. For ticket information, log on to rpcat130.org. That's rpcat130.org. We'll see you September 29th. The older I get, the more I realize Jesus is the answer to every problem in the world, every problem in my life, every problem that you faced, the great human questions that we ask, the international strife, the racial and religious conflicts, the gender and social inequality. Humanity has tried every political, humanitarian, economic remedy to tackle these huge problems. 
so far. While we've made some progress, we're still struggling. Until we realize the unity that only comes through God, the unity that comes from spirit and heart, we're going to always struggle with these problems. Because only God can bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Galatians 3.28, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. One of the greatest preachers of all time, Charles Spurgeon, wrote that belief in God means trusting in God. In other words, we not only believe or agree that he exists, we commit our lives to him and, and we trust him for our salvation. The simplicity comes in growing to take that in all the way to absorb it and live it out in our day-to-day lives. The most sincere seekers among us are often puzzled as to what God wants them to do. But Jesus' reply is simple and brief. Believe in the one whom God has sent. Back in the days of Jesus' early ministry, people were looking for all kinds of requirements and rules. You know, the ancient Jews were familiar with all of that because they had the law of Moses, and there were more than 600 laws, 600 rules. It was difficult, however, to figure out Jesus because his message was not aimed at legalization and legalisms. He He was aimed directly at the heart. He said, there's really nothing you can do. I am the doer. Believe in me, and I'll get done what needs to be done. All of our spiritual development is built on this single affirmation. Declare to Jesus, I believe you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and then rest in the truth that Jesus can take over your life, all of your life, and guide you 24-7. Your heart is turned over to Jesus, and through your heart, Jesus does the miraculous work of transforming life for you. It's as simple as saying, Jesus, this is yours. This moment, this decision, this worry, this anger, this jealousy, this victory, everything that crosses my mind, every choice that crosses my path, every action that I need to take, Jesus, this is yours. That takes practice. It takes time. It takes intention. It's not easy. We live in a world overflowing with information. We are distracted by complicated theories and technologically and scientifically sound answers to questions. Life can be hard and problematic. Too often we look for the perfect message. But what is needed today is not a doctrine, which is impeccable, a theory, but a faith by which we can all live and find guidance for our actions in the thick of all the problems and conflicts that we face. Now, this is not going to make us perfect people. Righteousness is not acting right all the time. That's not really possible for us because we're human. We came that way. It's in our DNA. Righteousness comes in the right relationship with Jesus Christ. We grow in our love for Jesus. We grow in our independence of uh, the world and our dependence on Jesus. And that is the growth that makes life simple. 
The song says, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or land. Yes, I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hand. Being led by Jesus, believing Jesus, is, is living a life on purpose. Letting go of, of your control, your anxieties and fear, and seeking God first. Making your awareness of Christ the key to your day-to-day life, so much so that it becomes like breathing. Lord, you are the air I breathe. That's what the song says. It's allowing God to lead us to love in every situation. That's how I like to think of it. God, lead me to love here in the way I talk, in the way I seek forgiveness, in the way I give it, in the way I show mercy, in the way I see you and seek you in the world. That is the simple life. Let go and let God. Thanks for joining us. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you let me.